Hey there, how are you? I hope you are doing amazing. Today, we are going to be talking about workforce mobility, so stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related, I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. My passion is helping others, sharing my knowledge, and doing that so others can make positive changes in their lives. So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, workforce mobility. So this is becoming more and more a conversation at both the employer and employee level. So a lot of people are wanting more workforce mobility. A lot of employers are offering more workforce mobility. But then there's also this really unclear expectation of what it even means. So... (laughs) Let's dive in. So what do we consider workforce mobility? People refer to workforce mobility in all different kinds of ways. So it could be moving or relocating to another location for your work. It could mean having overseas job opportunities. It could mean that you can work and travel very, very easily, right? So working while you're traveling, especially if you're traveling for work. We could refer to having remote work opportunities as workforce mobility. It could be working on our mobile devices. It could be, you know, moving into different roles internally with your company. So I list all that to say people refer to workforce mobility and they refer to it coming from different angles, right? So they're calling remote opportunities, maybe workforce mobility. They're calling relocation workforce mobility. But what is it really and technically? That's what we need to know. So technically, workforce mobility is the relocation services offered to employees to make a move, and it is either to current or future employees. So someone is being given an offer letter, part of that offer letter could be that they have to relocate as part of the offer conditions. That said, people refer to everything I just listed also as workforce mobility, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be a very specifically defined word. However, I do think it's helpful when we're talking about workforce mobility for you to understand technically what it means, and that is literally relocating employees. So now let's get into my list that I have for why companies need to offer workforce mobility. And then I have another list that if you are an employee and you're needing more mobility, what you can do. So first, why companies need to, not should, need to (laughs) offer workforce mobility, workforce mobility in this particular list falling under more of that broader umbrella that we first talked about. Number one, you will have a larger candidate pool. Plain and simple. If you offer more mobility, more flexibility, people working remote, people working in different locations, instead of forcing everyone to relocate to El Paso, Texas, right? If you let someone work remote, let them work at home, let them work in another location that your company has. Now you've expanded your candidate pool from one city to maybe two cities or maybe the entire country. And when you do that, the likelihood of you finding a really great qualified candidate only increases. Number two, you're going to have a more diverse candidate pool, right? So more often than not, unless we are in a very big city, which of course there's big cities in every state, right? But think about all of the cities surrounding those big cities. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the more flexibility we have, the more diverse our candidate pool is, and that is of critical importance. If you are a company hiring employees, you absolutely have to have a diverse workforce. You are going to have physically a diverse workforce. So from a gender perspective, from an ethnicity perspective, you want diversity of thought. Number three, you will have higher employee productivity if you offer more mobility. Period. End of story. Hands down. No contest. I can guarantee you (laughs) if someone was to follow me around all day while I worked at home and follow me around all day when I worked in the office, I get exponentially more work done when I am at home working because I am an introvert. However, I'm an outgoing introvert. I know this throws people for a loop. Introvert is how I recharge my batteries, right? When I'm on E and my body is functioning off of freaking gas fumes, I need to recharge alone and or in a quiet place. So there's been times it's like, okay, well, you're sitting with your significant other, you're watching Netflix, you're hanging out, you're relaxing. That's different than being like, nope, I just need to be in my own room. And sometimes I do. I just need to go in the office and chill by myself, right? However, I'm also outgoing. So I'm the person who can go to a restaurant, sit belly up at the bar and meet new friends. However, when I'm done, I want to just go have a quiet time with me, myself and I (laughs) and the dog. (laughs) Sophie counts. (laughs) Right. So because of that, when I go into the office, it's like, hey, how's it going? What's new? What's good? And a lot of my friends I have right now, I have made from working with them. So simply by being around other people and being more of a social person, I don't get a lot done in an office. Now, at home, when it's just me and the dog, (laughs) I get all the things done. And more often than not, I'm so focused on work, I lose track of time and I end up working longer. (laughs) So a huge plus for the main employer, right? (laughs) Number four is going to allow your employees to have more growth options. This is really important. In I want to say 100%, but I feel like 100% is too like solid. But (laughs) almost every single person I talk to, when I ask them what's important to them, more often than not, growth is one of the things we talk about. So offering more growth options in a variety of ways is really important, especially as our workforce starts to change when, where, and how they work. Those options are going to be really important. Number five, offering workforce mobility is going to lower costs. So if you are paying to relocate someone across the country, maybe it is like a manager level type of candidate, right? So maybe that relocation package is costing somewhere in the neighborhood of 20000 because they have to buy and sell a house, moving, blah, 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 right? That 20000 that you have spent relocating that candidate will be cheaper Then hiring the wrong local candidate who works for you for three to six months quits and you have to start all over again. Turnover? Oh gosh. The numbers change all the time, but the most recent statistics I read on candidate turnover, it costs a company on average, I want to say it was like fifty to sixty thousand dollars, which is insane. Crazy. So even when we're forking out money, we're saving money. Number six, you will have higher employee satisfaction. If you give people more flexibility, more options, more mobility, they will be more satisfied. I can tell you when I can work remote, I am exponentially more satisfied in my job because I get to get shit done. So I don't have to drive into the office, right? So I'm sitting in my car doing nothing productive. I am going into the office, chatting with my friends. (laughs) 
(laughs) also working, but then getting back in my car, also doing nothing productive to go home to say, oh shit, I got half of the things on my to-do list to done today. (laughs) So now I have to hang with the dog, feed her, get myself dinner. And instead of relaxing or going out to dinner or grabbing drinks or getting some exercise in, I have to then open up my laptop and finish my to-do list. Not satisfied. And number seven, flexibility for your employees. So workforce mobility directly translates into offering flexibility. Number eight, you're going to have better teamwork and more collaboration. So when people feel like they can do their thing and they're trusted to do their job when, where, and how they need to do their job based on, of course, expectations that are set by the employer. They want to work together. They want to have more of that collaboration. They want to come together and like freaking rally the troops, right? Like get this shit done. Let's go game on. Number nine, you're going to also have improved communication because you're allowing people to communicate when they're able to instead of at 12 o'clock on a Friday. Number 10, your innovation also increases. In a world that changes every single effing minute, it feels like, higher innovation is going to allow you to be a more competitive company. Number 11, your employees are going to feel a stronger sense of security. Number 12, employees will feel more of that work-life balance. Now, like Steph, but you said there isn't work-life balance. (laughs) I did. And at some point, if we're focusing too much on work, we need to try and rebalance a little bit, right? So my theory of there isn't a true work-life balance because life isn't balanced, right? So shit is going to happen at work where you're going to have the scales tip towards work and then, you know, everything's going to explode it in your personal life and then the scales tip a little bit more towards personal. Nothing wrong with either one. However, when we start to recognize that, we have to take control of balancing that out a little bit better and when we have more flexibility, more mobility, you get to feel like you have more of a balance, right? So if you can work remote from eight to four every day, go pick up your kids from school, take them to soccer or, you know, whatever the hell kids do these days. And then come home and finish catching up on emails from like seven to eight, right? Like nothing crazy, nothing weird. I'm not saying work all day and all night, not by any means. However, you have more of that balance because you feel like you can be present with your kids. And then when the kids go to bed, you're like, okay, let me finish up this one thing. I will encourage you though, if you are a person who cuts your day short and you have, you know, family obligations, make sure you're setting a stop time. Because oftentimes I, and these are just emails I see late at night, (laughs) people like, oh, I'm just going to catch up on these few things that I didn't get to finish before I had to go get the kids. And then it's like three hours later. So just make sure you're setting a timer. And I will say every time I set a timer for myself, it is amazing how much I get done in that one hour versus just saying, let's just work till it's done. And number 13, employees will work harder and get more done. I'm living proof of this. I probably, if I'm in the office, I am in the office 40 hours a week. If I get to work remote more often than not, I also work during what would be my commute time. So depending on where, because I've lived, I've lived everywhere. I've lived in the Twin Cities. I've lived in Chicago. I lived in San Diego. Now I'm out in North Carolina. So depending on, especially San Diego, that's a long commute. I was probably in my car for an hour and a half round trip each day, which is a painful amount of time in my car. I'm a person who just, I can't sit still that long. It's too much. (laughs) 
But anyway, I work harder when I just can do my work where I need to do it. All right, if you are an employee and you need more mobility, six things you can do. Number one, what is the company policy on workforce mobility? Is there something set in stone (laughs) or written in an employee handbook? (laughs) Those lovely employee handbooks about mobility, or maybe it is called flexibility or whatever it might be for your organization. This is important to know what has already been established, if anything. A lot of companies don't have anything in writing. However, some do. So you need to know and just like figure out where where's the starting line, right? Number two, talk to HR. Explain your needs. Ask them for suggestions. Ask them for options, right? So if you are, let's use the example that I mentioned, right? You need to work eight to four. Uh, let's say you work at home, or let's say you need to go in the office from eight to let's say three o'clock and at three o'clock you need to leave to go do kid pickup because your partner and or spouse they do drop off you do pick up so explain that to hr say what are my options what do you suggest instead of just like marching in there but like yo i need to leave at 3 30 every day so you need to tell my boss right No, that's not how we do it. We go in, we explain the situation, ask them, is there any options I have? What do you suggest I do? Let HR be your partner. Let them help you through that process versus trying to just ask for things or demand things out of the gate. Number three, also ask your manager for that flexibility. More often than not, flexibility is granted or not, (laughs) in some cases, from your manager, not always through HR. So depending on the relationships you have with HR, depending on the relationships you have with your manager, figure out where you want to start, but ask them what sort of flexibility options you have there as well. Number four, offer suggestions. If you go to your manager in HR and you're like, hey, here's the deal. Uh, Here's the situation. What suggestions do you have? What options do I have? And they have nothing. Say, okay, no problem. I'm going to do some brainstorming. Would you mind if I come back with some suggestions? And this is to your manager or HR and figure out what are some tools? What are some suggestions? What are some tips? How can you, again, work as a team to make sure that you are getting the kiddos after school, right? So you're fulfilling that family obligation, but you're also like crushing it at work as well. Because I can tell you the quickest way to get your flexibility or mobility or whatever taken away is to make the person who gave it to you feel like they're taken advantage of or you're letting them down. So you're like, oh yeah, you can work from home. And then your performance just drops and you start to suck because you're not doing anything but watching Netflix all day. Uh Uh-uh, absolutely not. That's you. You're probably not even listening to this podcast. (laughs) This podcast is for the doers of the world. (laughs) But if it is you, don't even attach this podcast name to anything that you do at work. Oh, I'm kidding. Sort of. Number five, explore remote opportunities or telecommute or working from home or, you know, whatever people want to call it. If that's what you need, your boss isn't giving it to you. HR isn't going to give it to you. They're out there. Now, they're not always easy to find, but they do exist. And number six, you may have to explore those opportunities externally. So you can explore internal remote opportunities. But again, if if you're just not getting the options that you need, it may have to be an external search as well. All right. I hope you found this episode helpful and valuable. Thank you so very much for taking the time to be here, to listen, to support the show. I so appreciate you. You can find the show notes and more information below, uh, or you can head over to stephdennis13.com. And if you want to learn how we can work together, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information. If you want to support the show, PayPal and or Anchor, 
both the links are below. If you are enjoying the show, please take a quick minute, leave a rating and or review for the podcast. Really does help. I truly, like genuinely love reading them. Makes my heart happy. You guys reach out and tell me the podcast has helped you accomplish, you know, fill in the blank. Like I, it's no joke. Like my heart is just like beaming with joy when I get those messages. So don't be shy. You can reach out on Facebook, Instagram. If you want to see more of a ridiculous side of me, TikTok, Steph Dennis 13 uh, for me directly, and then the podcast as well. If you just want uh, new episode updates or just career inspiration, that career talk podcast on Instagram and then LinkedIn as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so fantastic, so amazing. I hope you have a wonderful, fabulous rest of your day. Bye-bye.